lead in school drinking fountains, that and other stories for the week ending March 6, 2016. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Schools across the U.S. are drawing concern due to lead found in drinking fountains and kitchen faucets. Yana Lambrinadu, a faculty member at Virginia Tech University, says that schools are particularly vulnerable to aging pipes, faucets, and valves. She told The Guardian that a slew of recent cases in which schools have turned off water due to lead may only be the tip of the iceberg. Ever since the Flint water crisis was discovered, concern about lead poisoning has grown. Only about half of Americans say they're confident in what flowing out of their taps, according to a recent poll. In late February, the Binghamton, New York School District either shut down taps or installed filters due to lead detections. In Healdsburg, California, lead has been detected in the water for a second time at a school. The drinking fountains were shut off and food preparation was moved off site. In Jackson, Mississippi, schools are urgently moving ahead with testing after lead was uncovered during citywide sampling. In the state of Washington, students and staff at one Bainbridge Island Elementary School were drinking bottled water last week after high levels of lead were found. When asked what concerned parents should do, Lambrinadu said that she would organize other parents to request that their school sample the water and insist that lead certified filters be used in any building constructed before 2014. Last December 2015 was the hottest on record for global temperatures. Then came January 2016, which was the planet's warmest month ever recorded. And we learned last week that this past February was even hotter as measured by satellites. Eric Holthouse of Slate reported that average temperatures across the northern hemisphere have breached the 2 degree Celsius mark above normal. He notes that it's likely the first time such a high level has been reached since human civilization began thousands of years ago. And while the global temperature average may dip down below the two-degree mark, Bill McKibben of 350.org points out that the northern hemisphere has not really had a winter. Some of the temperature increase is due to El Nino, but one must consider that the current effects from the Pacific Ocean phenomenon come on top of already increasing global warming. One million people are at risk if something isn't done quickly to shore up the failing Mosul Dam in Iraq. That warning of potential disaster was issued by the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad last week after years of neglect have left the structure at risk of catastrophic failure. While the Iraqi government has downplayed the danger posed by the country's largest dam, it has advised many residents of the heavy populated Tigris River Valley to move at least three and a half miles away from the riverbanks. According to the BBC, the dam has been structurally flawed since it was built in 1984 because its base was made from gypsum, a mineral that is water-soluble. To counter the erosion, engineers have been drilling holes and filling them with a cement-grout mixture around the clock. That maintenance work was disrupted for 11 days in 2014 when Islamic State militants briefly seized the dam. Even after it was recaptured by U.S.-backed Iraqi forces, many workers didn't return to continue repairs, and efforts were slowed because the nearby factory that provided cement was controlled by ISIS. Iraqi officials insist that the risk is small. 
telling the Guardian that although the spring snowmelt from Turkish mountains would raise water levels, the dam's reservoir was currently only about one-third full. In an editorial, the Guardian states that much of the territory threatened by potential floodwaters is controlled by ISIS, but the biggest, most immediate threat facing Mosul residents could be renewed fighting to take back the city from the Islamic State. That struggle raises the possibility that the dam could be destroyed even before it fails structurally, leaving residents in harm's way with nowhere to go. Some are calling it the March Miracle. Storms brought much-needed precipitation to California this weekend. In Yuba County, north of Sacramento, major roads were shut down due to flooding, and thousands lost power as heavy winds came with the storm that ended a 14-day dry spell in Northern California. Winds as high as 88 miles per hour were recorded on Mount Diablo, east of the Bay Area, and more rain is expected. The forecast predicts that another system will move into the West Coast in the coming week, increasing rainfall totals and mountain snows once again. Up to three feet of snow could fall in the Sierra Nevada mountains. And the storm was expected to dump several inches of rain in Southern California as well. Some water officials said that a wet march will help ease the drought, but won't end it completely. The director of the California Water Resources Department said in a statement last week that the Godzilla El Nino was not living up to predictions and Californians needed to conserve as much as ever. And finally this week, water wars. No, not the dangerous ones that are predicted to happen from climate change-induced water scarcity. This battle may be on the shelves of your local Whole Foods market. Introducing cactus water. It's the latest contender in the craze among the health conscious to hydrate with benefits. You might be familiar with coconut water, the so-called kale of beverages that's been trendy for years, but cactus water is ready to break into the marketplace. Yes, we too wondered how the latest boosted water trend could come from an arid hot region, but the cactus drink actually comes from the fruit of the prickly pear cactus, and its proponents say it's loaded with antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals, and has anti-inflammatory properties. Its manufacturer claims that cactus water is not only the perfect post-workout recovery drink, but it's better than coconut water because it contains a nutrient that can fight pimples and reduce under-eye puffiness. If this sounds too good to be true, there's even more more to this miracle drink, it's purported to prevent hangovers. Anything with electrolytes will regulate hydration, the key to curing your morning after headache, but backers are hoping cactus water will be the drink you grab before your wild night out. But fair warning, cactus water is expensive, putting you in a prickly situation if you're hungover and on a budget. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Waterworks Association. Unite the world of water at AWWA's ACE 16 in Chicago, June 19th through 22nd. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 16.